Hi, welcome to another episode of Ramblings of Chrysler. I'm Chrysler, and I'm your host. <laughs> so this week's episode, I would like to talk one of my favorite hobbies in my entire life, and one of the longest hobbies that I've had in my entire life, and that is Magic the Gathering. Now, Magic the Gathering is a card game made by Richard Garfield in 1993. And I've been playing this game, or I was first introduced this game by my cousin uh, during 1996 or 1997, I believe, when Mirage was the latest expansion. And during that time, I just played it casually and didn't really know what is good or bad. And it just one of my first experiences in playing strategy games or card games in general. So as the years passed by, and because I was still in Davao, uh, there wasn't really a lot of tournaments or really a lot of competitive scene in Davao City at that time. Um, so, But when I went to Manila in college, I discovered Magic the Gathering again and began playing competitively from there on. So playing competitive Magic takes a lot of money, takes a lot of time. But all of that is worth it when you go to the tournament and you're able to win the whole thing. So I think that's one of the most satisfying things that I've found in playing Magic, which is meeting new people and winning. Obviously, people don't want to lose, but yeah, it just feels very good if all the things that you prepared finally comes to fruition or it just went very, very well. So during college, I got started in like playing in Champions of Kamigawa block, which is like a lot of legendary creatures. The format was very slow, but at that time there was still Affinity, which is a very hyper aggressive deck. And yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on there, definitely. So my first purchase of a competitive deck cost me around 9,000 peso which is in Japanese yen it's around probably Ichiman Hasen. Uh, but at the time it was a lot of money for me, obviously because I'm a poor college student. <laughs> but I guess my winnings in the tournament and prizes from the packs uh, gave me a good ROI on that deck. So in Magic the Gathering there are five colors, red, blue, green, white, and black. Now, black color has been my favorite color in Magic because I really like the discard feature, I really like the destroy creature mechanic. So, during one time in Standard, uh, there is a card called Dark Confident, which is a very powerful creature card that lets you draw cards in exchange for life. So, all my decks at the time had a playset of these Dark Confidence. I was so obsessed with the card that I began hoarding and buying a lot of these cards uh, at the current at the market price at that time. So eventually my collection got to around 100 plus dark confidence right now, including foils and foreign languages and it was a pretty good investment because I bought a lot of the dark confidence when it was still like around 300 peso. 
and now one dark confident is like 2500 peso i guess so i almost got like a times 10 profit from that if i want to sell right now but i don't want to sell my cards because they're my collection and i'll only consider selling my collection if i really really need the money so during college i was pretty much obsessed with the card game i go to tournaments every weekend twice maybe or three times a week and just traded a lot of cards buy and selling and i made quite a bit of profit from buying and selling cards at that time so during my second third year i got my younger brother uh, involved in playing magic the gathering again and at that time there was only one magic shop in davao city and it was it wasn't really that good there wasn't even like official tournaments at the time anymore so i talked with my brother and we kind of talked like okay how about we make a shop we hold tournaments because yeah i was very very passionate and like magic the gathering and all and tournament is a very good way to just get new play players and then just you know make a community again before there was a big community of magic the gathering in davos city but through the years it's just kind of faded away so me and my brother just organized like a, a pre-release we started out with just like i don't know twenty thousand peso and we just borrowed some money just to get some products and then after pre-release we kind of just got the money back anyway but it kind of kick-started our magic shop in Davos City so eventually our magic card shop grew um, the card shop's name is Davos Magic Shop because at that time I couldn't think of a proper name for our shop so it just we just went with it right now it has been like 11 or 12 years already since we had the shop open it's only open the weekend it's managed by my brother only and we got some help from some of the players our players are very supportive the community in Davos is very close but we have regular tournaments now we have FNMs we have casual commander modern tournaments and of course we have pre-release our pre-release are usually on Sunday because a lot of people's schedule are more open on Sunday. And our shop place right now, I I am quite proud. Our shop is pretty big compared to a lot of shops in Manila. I do think we have some pretty good facilities, even though you know our shop is kind of hard to find because it's enclosed in some big walls. So a lot of people put some weird nicknames in the shops, like Fortress or something. <laughs> which I find very very funny but also because our shop is named Dava Magic Shop we also got a lot of questions or inquiries from magicians who are looking for props in magic so yeah we still get a lot of those messages sometimes in Facebook like do you have a magic stick or something like sorry we don't sell those but aside from Magic the Gathering our shop also is selling some other card games and board games right now um, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Cardfight Vanguard just to expand uh, for the board games um, I think in the recent years there's a lot of boom in the board game scene I guess and a lot of players are really more interested are interested in that again 
and you know it's just a good neutral cycle I guess like there are players who just come to the shop and play board games but at the same time it also introduces them back to Magic the Gathering and vice versa Magic the Gathering players also would like some to play some board games just to have a change of pace from the usual card game tournaments and all that so I think our shop right now is pretty good uh, well it's not open full-time I do wish we can kind of support it like self-supporting financially for 24 24 hours or something but right now we're still kind of good with just a weekend shop and look in all the other card shops here in Japan like for example Haruruya which is Saito's shop yeah it has a it is a very big shop with a big tournament center that can fit like 300 people or something and has all these cameras fancy stuff well I would like to have that type of shop but at the same time uh, that's quite a lot of work to get started on you have to be a, re a really active magic trader just to profit a lot I know a lot of shops in Manila who are also kind of so-so or struggling I would guess because there's a lot more shops in Manila right now than players and the income in Philippines isn't really as high as in like in Singapore or in Japan here in Japan it's like player can just okay just blow Ichiman for one box but in Philippines it's kind of hard to convince people to buy a box immediately they probably go for like some cheap just one pack or just go for singles players or something so yeah the market is different but I do hope in the near future we can kind of expand our magic shop now after college I guess I me and my brother went to join some Grand Prix tournaments so Grand Prix tournaments in Magic the Gathering are like a two-day tournament so if you have a good record in day one you can go to day two the usual prizes for these Grand Prix tournaments are in cash right now first place is I think 10,000 US dollars second place around 5,000 I believe so actually there's it's a pretty decent amount of money you can win just for playing card games but um, and the participants it's like ranges from all over the world they can come from anywhere in Asia or some other parts in the US as well so yeah it's kinda tough to win it all so if you're a pro player or you want to be a pro player you have to be at least in the top 8 and all these consistently just to make it on the pro pro gravy train um, but for me and my brother we just go for grand prix tournaments just to experience and to try our luck if we can get into like day 2 or even top 8 we'll be pretty much happy if we just get money finishes we're also pretty happy on that but I guess going to Grand Prix tournaments with my brother is like a form of bonding for me we go there make decks just hope for the best that we'll win <laughs> of course there's also a lot of preparation involved like the decks in practice but recently or in the recent years we haven't practiced that much I guess well he practiced a bit more than I do right now uh, but sometimes we might just get lucky on a Grand Prix tournament mm. and Grand Prix is also a very good way to buy and sell cards you get a lot of like very rare cards from the dealers 
at the same time you can kind of sell cards but not on the official site you can just go outside and just deal with players from there because in grand prix tournaments it's forbidden to trade inside the hall for cash except only for the traders official traders mm, aside from the grand prix yeah the grand prix is a very good place to or it's a very good excuse to go out of your country so me and my brother has been going to grand prix tournaments in asia and japan and it was pretty good it was pretty good but i do believe if you want to make money in magic gathering you have to be a trader being a trader is much much more profitable than being just a player or being a pro player a pro player you have to be very very good and you have to dedicate super amount of time super a lot of time just to make it just to consistently be on the top while being on the trader you just have to get on the new set just by basically just buy low sell high or wait on some of the cards that you bought and hopefully the value rise and frankly speaking it's more stable in the cryptocurrency because just a example is like all the dual lands that we bought the, a lot of the prices right now are like 10 times that we bought if we're gonna sell it we're gonna be we def will definitely have a profit on that so being a magic trader is a very good thing and there's actually like a reddit thread on that like mtg finances like there's a lot of signals like oh you should buy this card and then sell this card already so it's really like a stock market thing it's very interesting but for now I don't have much time on that I probably want to revisit that in the near future once I'm more comfortable in trading again but right now no now ever since I went out abroad to work in Singapore and Japan I didn't really have much chances to play paper magic anymore so what I do is like play magic the gathering online me and my friend we have a joint account that we use so it's not gonna be that expensive because even though it's online we're still spending real money just to get some of the cards in terms of like it ticks and you have to pay like the entrance fee just to go to tournaments and all that still in online now the convenience of the MTG online is obviously you can just play anytime and anywhere using just your computer and an internet connection but you know it doesn't have like the real physical aspect of magic and you don't really see your opponent you can chat with your opponent but yeah it's not really the same so even though i played mtgo a bit it didn't really capture me as much uh well right now mtgo is much better compared to when i started uh and right now i'm playing standard right there uh, just to practice in a Grand Prix tournament that I'll be joining on next month, on August. But another Magic the Gathering game that I would probably recommend more is um, MTG Arena, which is Magic the Gathering Arena. So Magic the Gathering Arena is like um, a more uh, updated or simplified version of Magic the Gathering Online. Uh, it still uses money to buy premium coins, but 
you don't need to buy premium coins just to get started unlike magic the gathering online so this is kind of similar to hearthstone which is a digital card game they want to compete in that space obviously magic the gathering is the biggest paper trading card game but on digital hearthstone has the biggest pie on the digital card market so i'm guessing wizard of the coast wanted a piece of that pie and they just started close beta in the beginning of this year i was part of that i played a bit at first it was only on one block it didn't really feel that great right now it's like almost almost open beta and last weekend they opened the floodgates to a bit more players and their server crashed which they wanted to happen because it's still in close beta and been playing it it's a pretty good place to practice your decks well i'm not sure how the economy will work out in the final version but right now i'm pretty happy with mtg arena for drafts and maybe practicing some standard i would have to say for constructed it's not really a very good place to practice yet but it is a cheap place to practice with but for drafts definitely i highly recommend mtg arena right now and if you want like a close beta key i still have like five that no one uses yet um, I guess that's about it for this episode and I do hope everything that I said made sense or kind of made sense to you guys and yeah stay tuned for next week again thank you for listening <laughs>